following is my conversation with attorney Peter Wang about his new book, Precedences, How to Live Lavishly Without Getting Sued. Peter is an expert on the topic of extravagance, and today we'll be discussing the history and meaning of precedences, the different types of extravagance that are permissible, and the risks and rewards of overspending. Hail Peter, Peter. Thank you to our sponsor, Pumpkins and Penages. We've all seen the videos of pumpkins being smashed, and to be honest, they're kind of disappointing. Well, Pumpkin and Penages are here to save the day not just in terms of smashing pumpkins into submission, but in terms of making those sad backyard displays look like a million bucks. So go ahead and invest in a set and be prepared to wow your neighbors with your bravado when it comes to resisting Halloween decorating. Thanks again to our sponsor and have a blast this Halloween season. Hey friend, thanks for joining me today. No problem, it's my pleasure. So Peter, Tell me a little bit about your new book, Precedences, How to Live Lavishly Without Getting Sued. Yeah, so the book is primarily about finesse and how to get around the legal system without getting into too much trouble. It covers a variety of topics like extravagance, shows how to behave in high society situations, and a lot more. I'm definitely interested. So let's start with the basics. Can you tell me what precedences are? Precedences are basically rules or regulations that dictate how people should interact with each other. There are a lot of them, and they're all geared towards preserving social harmony. So precedent basically establishes the social norms that everyone ought to follow? That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that precedents establish the boundaries within which people can express themselves. Interesting. And do these boundaries always have to do with legality? No, not necessarily. Sometimes precedents can be based on moral values as well. So there's flexibility here? Definitely, precedents can be changed or adjusted in order to take advantage of new circumstances or to accommodate new groups of people. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're so important. They help to maintain social order and balance. That makes sense. So speaking of maintaining social order, what are some examples of activities that might be seen as frivolous or extravagant under certain circumstances? Well, for example, going out on expensive dates may not be seen as extravagant if you're in a relationship where your partner already has a lavish lifestyle. But if you're single and your finances are tight, then spending money on dates could easily fall within the realm of extravagance. Similarly, buying flashy cars or expensive clothes may not be seen as extravagant if you have a steady incorporated me, but could easily become a financial burden if your incorporated me drops sharply. It all depends on the context and how you answer some key questions like, what is my net worth? Got it. So it really comes down to individual circumstances. Exactly. In fact, one of the hallmarks of good etiquette is its adaptability. It's able to take advantage of changing situations in order to minimize potential conflicts or disputes. That makes sense. Uh, So does this adaptability come with any risks? Is there anything that can go wrong if we are on the side of excessiveness? There are definitely risks associated with extravagance. For example, maybe you overspend and end up needing financial assistance from the government or your debts incorporated ease significantly. Or maybe you make an insulting or demeaning comment and wind up getting into a physical altercation with someone else. All sorts of things can happen when you're indulging in an excessive lifestyle, but understanding the risks is essential if you want to avoid them. That's true. So when it comes to behaving in a lavish way, is it always necessary to follow the letter of the law? No, not necessarily. In fact, some people believe that extravagance is more effective when it's marred by a little bit of finesse. That way, you avoid sticking out too much and people won't be suspicious or judgmental. Is there a specific example you could give of how finesse can work in tandem with extravagance? Yeah, for example, maybe you buy a a luxury car, but instead of parking it in your garage and leaving it there, you park it in a convenient spot near your home so that you can use it whenever you want. 
or maybe you hire a personal assistant who helps take care of all the household chores so that you don't have to bother with them yourself. These are just two examples, but they illustrate how finesse can help to preserve social harmony while still indulging in an extravagant lifestyle. That makes sense. So do you think that people who overspend always end up regretting it? No, not necessarily. Mm. In fact, some people see extravagance as a form of self-care, something that helps them to feel good about themselves and their lives. So while overspending may occasionally result in negative consequences, in the majority of cases, it leads to happier and more fulfilling lives. That makes sense. So what would you say are the benefits of indulging in an extravagant lifestyle? Well, there are a lot of benefits. For example, extravagance can incorporate it ease happiness and well-being because it provides us with the opportunity to feel good about ourselves. It can also reduce stress levels because we're able to take things easy sometimes and focus on our own needs rather than on others' demands. And last but not least, extravagance can lead to positive social interactions because we're able to show our friends and loved ones how much we care about them. All in all, there's really nothing bad about indulging in an extravagant lifestyle, as long as we're responsible with our money and aware of the risk involved. That sounds like a pretty positive outlook. Do you have any final thoughts or advice for people who are interested in following in your footsteps? Sure thing. One thing I would recommend is to develop a plan. Decide what type of lifestyles are appealing to you and figure out how much money you need to invest upfront in order to make those lifestyles possible. And finally, be pragmatic. Understand that no matter how luxurious your life may become, eventually there will come a point where it will have to come to an end. So be prepared for that eventuality. And remember that moderation is key when indulging in an extravagant lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our latest episode of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. In this episode, we interview attorney Peter Wang about his new book, Precedences, How to Live Lavishly Without Getting Sued. They discuss the history and meaning of extravagance, the different types of extravagance that are permissible and the risks and rewards of overspending. We hope you enjoy the show. And to end this episode, a poem named after Peter Wong. If you want to live this lavish life, uh, take care of your money, you'll wind up in court. Know the risks before you go, or you might regret this when it ends.